Hello and welcome to Mind Body Green's beauty podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and beauty director, Alexander Engler. Today we are talking about microcurrent technology and I could not be more excited. High-tech facial devices used to be reserved for the derms offices only and maybe some luxury spas. Now they have become more ubiquitous in the at-home market too with handheld tools that you can buy off Amazon for honestly relatively cheap. You have probably seen options like LED facials, microdermabrasions, and even frightening things like hyaluron pens. Well, microcurrent devices are ones that you could put into the safe category as long as you get a tool that is responsibly made and you use it correctly, which we are going to cover all about in this episode. It's a device that was first used in medical fields, primarily for wound healing, which we talk a little bit about in the episode, so you will learn more. From there, it started making appearances in dermatologist offices, where it trickled down into spas and finally into the hands of the consumer. Which is to say, these are serious tools not to be taken lightly. And to learn more about it, I am talking with Pooja Jahari. She has a master's in biomedical engineering and is the founder of E7 Wellness. She is a holistic health and beauty expert who specializes in microcurrent technology. I will let her explain her story more. So welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to have this conversation today because I am actually not super well-versed in microcurrent technology. So I feel like I am going to be learning a lot in this episode. It is technology that I am so, you know, curious to find out more about and also decide if I should be doing it for myself. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there who feel similarly. So I feel like this is going to be extremely educational. But before we get into all of that, I would just love to let our listeners get to know you a little bit better and mm -hmm. hear your story. You know, how did you get involved in skincare and the beauty industry? Absolutely. And thank you for asking. I grew up with a really bad skin condition. I was always looking for natural, herbal, holistic solutions for myself. And I tried and experimented on myself extensively. Moving fast forward, I went to USC. I joined USC for completing my biomedical engineering. And I had the opportunity to focus on current-based technologies and all its benefits. I actually worked with experts and learned how these current-based technologies mimic our own body's natural impulses. And, and it was very insightful. So when I stepped out of school, I realized if only I had some of these technologies available while I was growing up, it would have helped me and benefited me. And e even right now, while we are aging, there are so much help that we need sometimes externally. So I reviewed and came across microcurrent technology during that uh, whole journey. And I realized that it is the technology that can aid in healing, it tones and it helps in working on the muscles to lift it, but also it's skin conditioning. And so I work, started working with 
estheticians. And then this is, I think, 12 years later, we have a company that caters to professionals. That's where we started our business. Let's go back to that moment in your career where, when you realized that you wanted to be in the beauty and the wellness space, you know, obviously you learned about this while you were at USC, but you know, how did that translate into a, a, a skincare career? <laughs> yes. So it was something that, uh, so, I mean, I, I was always looking for solutions and after coming out from school, I wanted to start my own business and with all the technologies at hand, I wanted to work on something that could provide, but honestly, my background is also in yoga and meditation. And so I was looking at something that people could have like a yoga in the box where it would help people to feel relaxed, get more flexible, feel grounded and, and all of that. So uh, I was working on that solution and I have patents on a technology that I came up with and I partnered with Spa Fronts to really offer this body yoga conditioning treatments so that they could you know, they are going to the spa anyways, and people were going to the spa for getting that relaxation, for, for helping their body as well as mind. And so they could benefit from this, this technology. And it just expanded. I'm one of these people that I just jump on opportunities. And when I see something, I just land on that. It may bring lots of failures, but I don't stop because I just feel, you know, I'm not afraid of failing, but I just like to explore and try different ways to make things happen. And um, that's exactly what my career led me to. I, I partnered with Spafront and then we started creating these spa locations ourselves, which were 7E spa locations. And we were offering these technologies for people in the neighborhood so that they could come. Everyone wanted to find ways where they could relax, but join in their routine and, and help themselves and help their bodies as well as mine to have that relaxation, that yoga kind of experience. And uh, it was very successful. And within one and a half years, we got into 21 locations and we were really, you know, able to have thousands of people benefit from these. And we expanded into the microcurrent for skin therapy as well. Okay, so what is your beauty philosophy? That's um, really a good question. So I believe that nature cannot create anything ugly. Every person, everything that is born is beautiful the way it is, the way we are. We are very beautiful. We just get distracted from our nature's call or the inner voice because there are so many different things that, you know, we are involved in. And I'll give you an example. Like so many times I'm working and I have meetings back to back or something's going on. And my body is telling me that I need water or I'm hungry or I just need a bathroom break. And, and you know what? <laughs> I just ignore it because this is not the time I have to get this going. And that 
kind of energy distracts from us naturally our potential and it creates stress it creates all these internal issues that starts reflecting on our skin so many times i talk to people about the power of power naps you know it's just in the afternoon we and so many times i'm guilty of just taking a caffeine break or just having coffee or tea instead of really addressing that maybe my my body just needs a 10 minutes of break and a silence time or a nap time and it will empower and it will get empowered it will get energized and i whenever i am able to do it i feel it reflecting in my skin i feel so energized and refreshed that i can be more productive so i think you know it's so funny you just <laughs> yeah i mean I've, I've that's a great answer but it's so funny you bring up the caffeine example i have actually recently decided that i'm going to try to taper back on my yes. caffeine intake and I was reading, honestly, I was reading a thread on Reddit and the person who wrote it made honestly a really good point that, you know, we, we just pump these things in our lives that mask the problem mm -hmm. and we don't actually listen to what our body is trying to tell us. And while I don't think caffeine is bad, I don't think coffee is bad, you know, et cetera. But I think when we go overboard, we're just, it's just a perfect example of how we are not listening to to our body and how our culture is just built around those those things i mean that's kind of what you're saying right yeah absolutely and same i mean i love having my morning tea it is such a relaxing time for me but when i start uh, getting the greed of i want more of that and i or just having uh, you know a coffee moment in the in the afternoon I'm not opposed to that. It's just if we can balance it with an extra hydration, extra glasses of water and all of that, then our body will be balanced. Or if we can find those grounding moments, then, you know, we will come back to our natural uh, sense of a balanced body. But these distractions just, or we just forget. And But, our, but what I'm also saying is that our body is constantly telling us what we need to yeah to be there. We just have to. I love it. that. So what is your wellness philosophy as well? That's exactly that. I mean, so mind and body, in my opinion, are so well connected. We are a reflection. Our skin is a reflection of our inner health and well-being. Um, and we don't need invasive procedures or anything like that. All we need is first to have those little moments of gaps where we can listen, where we can pay attention to what we need and really empower ourselves to uh, and give permission to our body and, and listen to it so that we can do what, what our body needs in the moment. It, my philosophy is also that if, you know, our skin sometimes reflects and tells us what's going on. So I'll tell you my own example. I was, I've always been a healthy eater. I always have the meditation moments uh, whenever I can. I, I bring that in. And yes, occasionally I don't, I, I dehydrate, but I try to be well, right? And, and I exercise and all of that. But I feel still not able to see my skin was 
still very dull. My eyes reflected as if I'm tired. I was having enough sleep, so I couldn't understand what's going on. And in in a perfect world, I would have just jumped onto some pills or taken that. But I got myself checked and I realized that I was deficient of iron. And that's what was missing, maybe in my diet, maybe in something that my body was not able to accept. And so I just needed that and I got back into my... So having said that, it's just, you know, we just need to pay attention and, and our body and our skin is constantly reflecting. And to be able to be healthy and well, the well-being factor of it is to stop and pay attention and um, help ourselves not to, to, to have the hormonal balance in ourselves, right? And um, that should bring that mind-body balance. That should bring uh, us more grounded and all our decisions, when it comes from that, it is the right one. You know, you are obviously in microcurrent technology, but you also do have this deep appreciation for the more clean, natural, holistic beauty and natural ingredients. And I'm, you know, I'm just so curious, how did you find that marriage between the two? Because I think sometimes people can hear about these more high-tech devices and automatically assume that it doesn't go hand in hand with the more natural, clean ingredients, you know? So you found a balance. How did you discover that? Where does that come from? <laughs> That's a really good question. You're right. The perception of technology doesn't always go with nature and and holistic approach and it was it was not an easy journey but i think uh what we realized that with microcurrent you need like a conductive gel uh, you need other products to to complete your skin needs right microcurrent itself penetrates a lot of ingredients it it, it lets the skin absorb deeply all these ingredients uh, that are part of the gel and that's what led us to create more clean version very you know it, it, like our products do not have any sls do not have any parabens we of course i i understood what the long-term implications are for all of these ingredients like the parabens and stuff. Some of them are carcinogenic. Some of them are in long term really detrimenting uh, our skin. And with microcurrent, which is enhancing our natural skin condition, bringing healing effects to the skin, it was a very easy decision to go clean more importantly, because the microcurrent helps in helps in the skin getting those nutrients. And you know what was happening? People were using these microcurrent technologies or, or uh, some of the other technologies, and they would use like ultrasound gel or whatever other gels that were not clean, 
And we would get calls from them saying that their skin is so dulled and it has long-term created disincrustation. It has created flakiness and it, it was not going in the direction that we wanted them to. And that led us to really understand and believe that you know, we need to do better. That's fascinating that you found that there were subpar results when you were using, you know, those other types of ingredients. I do think that it would be very beneficial if we kind of laid the groundwork for everybody now. You know, you've mentioned some benefits um, of microcurrent in your previous answer, but let's kind of, you know, get into more of the nuance and the science behind it. You know, the most basic question, but I think the question we have to start with is what is microcurrent technology and what does it do for the skin? So microcurrent is very, very tiny electrical current. And this current is mimicking our body's own natural impulses. What that means is that our brain uses current to communicate to our different proximities. And if you, and we have so many neurological pathways and they are all sending these signals. So what we are doing with microcurrent is literally mimicking that. And so when we deliver that, those little tiny electrical currents on the facial muscles, the facial muscles really don't know whether that signal is coming from the brain or from another device. They just respond if it is the right type of current or the waveform. And so when they do respond, what we're telling them to do is they are able to increase ATP, which is adenosine triphosphate. In layman's term, it is the energy of the skin cells and the muscle tissue, which we start depleting as we age. So... That's the reason our skin is not able to hold up the structure. It stops falling into the crevices of all of our expression lines. And then the collagen and elastin structures are also breaking up. What we do with microcurrent is replenish and boost the ATP, but also the collagen and elastin. ATP is a naturally occurring molecule in the body, but it wasn't discovered until the late 1920s. Since its discovery, researchers have been diving in into all the various ways that it helps support your cells. So it is sometimes called the energy of life, or perhaps more accurately, the energy currency, as it is used in all types of production and repair processes, like making more collagen and elastin, for example. It is actually the principal molecule used to store and transfer energy throughout the body. But as we age, we do not produce as much of it, and thus our body and skin isn't as effective at repairing itself. This is why various technologies like LED and microcurrent are used to encourage more production of ATP. And it helps in hydrating the skin. It pushes a lot of ingredients, nutrients deeper into the skin. And it works on the muscles to really tone and firm. So 
when microcurrent is not entree of the moment, it was something that was started way back in decades ago in medicine when people were not able to close the wound or, you know, they were trying to improve their wound healing process and it was used, it was started because of that. And then the scientists started noticing that the skin was left behind much more in a better condition. It was healing faster as well as the scars were much less compared to a natural way of healing those wounds. So that's when the cosmetic industry picked it up. But now the microcurrent or the mallet technologies we have is very um, specific. It's a frequency specific technology. So it really targets uh, specific parts of the facial muscles and the skin tissue to bring those results. And it is helping in a lot of anti-aging treatments. Professionals use it in their anti-aging facial treatments because it is helping to get those fine lines and wrinkles, but also tightening of the skin, making the skin more vibrant, vibrant or refreshed looking. And it's it's more, you know, elastic, like if you, and plumper. So it just feels really, really good. There are some, some areas where scarring is also minimized because when you're using microcurrent, it is helping improve the texture and it also just leaves the skin, leaving the, I mean, reflecting the light differently. So would it perhaps be good for acne scars as well? I think so. It depends on what, how uh, old those scars are, how deeper they are. But I think that what microcurrent does is the collagen that is collected around those scars, which is what is the cause of appearance of that scarring, it kind of dissipates a little bit of that collagen and it smoothens it. So it depends on what kind of scarring, but yes, it's really helpful. So I have a question just from personal use. I have gone to a facialist and gotten, you know, microcurrent as part of it. And I, I do know, or I remember feeling when it was on certain parts of my face, I could almost feel it on like my scalp. It, does that make sense? And is that a common yes. phenomenon? What is happening there? <laughs> yeah, so... If you have used, so in the professional side, of course, the, the devices are a little more powerful, which just means that it has a little more intensity. The professional is supposed to be a little bit more mindful when you're using microcurrent on your, first of all, microcurrent is not a painful experience. No, I, it wasn't painful at all. Yeah. It almost is like a little bit of a tingly in, 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 in another part. So I was just curious about what was happening. It's certainly not painful. It's actually a quite a lovely experience. Yes, yes. It's very relaxing. So what is happening is that the current is passing through in the, and, and it, it is working on the muscles and it is between the two probes. And so the muscles start responding to that and they are not supposed to twitch. If it is a true microcurrent, the muscles will not twitch and you don't expect any jumping or any strong reaction to it. But what you're expecting is a gentle, 
relaxing kind of sensation. And what it is doing is it is helping to work on those muscles to either relax those muscles or tighten and shorten them. It is also bringing in a lot of blood circulation. So a lot of times professionals just get rid of their massage or hand massage, but they just use this treatment because it's scientifically more building up the blood circulation. It is agitating some of the toxins, but then it is building the collagen and elastin and it's helping to stimulate uh, those areas. So your answer actually spurred a follow-up question. Let's say somebody goes and gets a facial or maybe they buy a microcurrent device at home. I mean, how are they supposed to be able to tell if it's if it's a high quality or if the frequency, what it should be doing, you know, are there signs that something is perhaps not working or is maybe not as high quality versus knowing when, you know, it's, it is working? Absolutely. That's a really, really good question. And we get asked this all the time and we have been really trying our best to educate people on what true microcurrent means so that whenever they make that decision, they are well informed. And especially now, microcurrent has become the hottest modality and there are so many devices popping into the market that may not be really well delivering the right technology. So a couple of things that they need to keep in mind is the technology that they are using should be FDA cleared. What that means is that it is safe, first of all, because when you're using a current-based technology and if the current is too high, it, it may cause damage than, you know, really bringing that healing factor. So it should be within the microcurrent range and FDA regulates that and makes sure that it is safe but it's also effective. So it should be FDA cleared. It should be able to deliver the current in uh, less than 1,000 microamps, but it's something that users or consumers may not have access to, but they should always ask this question, how much intensity uh, is being delivered? And if it is in microamps, that then at least they know that it's not too high. It's not going to cause any damage, first of all. Sec so FDA cleared, make sure that the intensity level is in microamps. And third, when they are getting the treatment, it should not be jumping. It should not cause a lot of visible twitching. If it is, that means it is too strong and it is something that their body might respond better, but it's not for facial muscles because facial muscles are really delicate, very close to the skin, and they don't need this extra power. And the oh, that is thing. fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, continue. A lot of times people think uh, more is better, but in this case, less is better. So, so yes. So those are the three things. And then the fourth thing is that once they do get their first treatment, let's say if they are just trying it or they are getting it from professional, the microcurrent in the first treatment itself will leave the skin more refreshed looking, more energized. It may not get rid of their 
wrinkles if there are deeper wrinkles right away but they will notice um a little bit more improvement in their skin in the first treatment itself and then it's cumulative the more they use it the better their skin is going to be and it will respond even faster that glides right into another question that I had. First, how long does it typically take for people to see results? And, you know, how consistent should people be with this? Because we know that with some modalities, it's all about consistency. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. And microcurrent is one of them. It's like going to the gym. You, you know, if you go to the gym for the first time in your life, you will have those really satisfying stretches and all of that but you will start gentle you will start from the basic weights or whatever and i'm giving that context because sometimes people relate to it and that's why we encourage our consumers uh, to use lower lower intensity levels and we and and when they use our treatments they will notice inevitably that their skin is more hydrated it's more refreshed as if they have just gotten a, a facial treatment they will feel you know that they're because of the blood circulation there's an improvement in like the the way it reflects the way it shines but also there may be some uh, fine lines uh, some specific areas especially around the eyes the opening of the eyes or you know lifting of the eyebrow it's very uh, obvious and that happens in the first few treatments itself some people notice it in their first treatment the others maybe in the second or third but as they progress this is something that they need to keep up because we don't stop aging we don't stop losing our energy levels as we age and we don't stop from doing all the activities and things that you know that excites us and that may be uh dehydration that may be going out in the sun so all of that affects our skin and we just need to keep up the energy levels hydration levels as well as bringing that lifting effect using microcurrent that doesn't mean that it is you know or like i mean Sometimes people take a break and then they come back to it and just like muscle memory, muscle has memory and it just comes back and it responds immediately. So it is something that they just keep up with. I mean, on the flip side of that, can you do this too much? Like, let's say someone has a mm -hmm. device at home. Should they be using it every day? Is there a pace to it? So uh, that's a really good question. I think that the ones that are made for home use are typically gentle enough that it can be used. Uh, it can be used two to three times a week and it will not be too much. However, some of our professional device, and especially I talk about MyLift Mini, which is right in between. A lot of times our consumers are picking up MyLift Mini, which gives like a pinch and hold technique. It's more of a professional, more power graded treatment in which the muscles are really getting that juice and they are able to work on the muscles at a much more stronger way and uh, we want them to give 
at least 36 hours of break because once you're done with the pinch and hold technique, once you're done with that professional grade treatment on, on your skin, it still is working. It still is building that ATP and it's still working on those muscles for the rest of 24 to 36 hours. And just when you go to the gym, you want to give that area a break. You may go to and focus on other areas, maybe a neck or a forehead. If you have worked on your cheek and jowls and uh, you may switch around like that on a daily basis and it will be great. But I think you just need to let your body recoup and come back to it in two days or so. I was literally just about to bring up the recovery aspect of going to the gym. So you stole my analogy right out from under me. (laughs) But I do think it is a helpful one because, you know, when when we work out, we are encouraged to give our muscles some breaks. So, you know, it sounds like it's a similar analogy there. So I want to ask about the 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 products that you were using it with. You know, obviously you have mentioned using a conductive gel, conductor gel. Conductive gel, yes. Okay, conductive gel. Okay. You have mentioned that previously in the episode and you have mentioned that, you know, you obviously don't believe in using any ingredients that, you know, are less than desirable and you are much more prone to natural and clean ingredients. So, you know, I'm curious, what is this, like, what are the the qualities of this gel that work with a, a microcurrent device and like, what should people look for? And Are there specific ingredients that, you know, optimize the results? Absolutely. So microcurrent itself is going to improve the blood circulation, increase ATP and all the benefits that I mentioned before. But at the same time, you, when you use the conductive gel that has minerals and vitamins and nutrients that your skin need, then it's going to enhance the result even more and it will bring that skin health for long term which is what starts you know as we age a a lot of issues come up and surface so all of these gels are water-based they so people tend to use multiple things some people say oh i have a low vera gel i could use that for conduction Okay, and it's very clean. Um, sure, aloe vera gel will not be harmful. However, it dries and dehydrates the skin. So they just have to be mindful of that. And also people tend to use glycerin because that, in their opinion, is very natural or it doesn't have any chemicals. But glycerin creates occlusion into the pores so over time, it starts clogging up the pores in layman Tim and things like that. So, so we typically suggest even for products, serums, whatever you're using in conjunction with microcurrent, it should be water-based. So they can pick any serum which is specific to their skin condition. But if it is oily or oil-based, then again, that... Uh, obstructs the current to flow and it also brings that occlusion or closing of the pores over time. And so our um, ingredients are in the skin have these 
12 different vitamins and minerals that helps to replenish the skin. It has copper that is naturally enhancing the, the skin's own natural production of copper. And it is also the conductive medium. And it is not having any parabens, any chemicals that may over time in the long run create more issues for the skin. Sure. You know, you mentioned a few things that you don't recommend using this with. And just a quick follow-up to that. I mean, could someone hypothetically put on a retinol and then one of these conductive gels over that? Is there, you know, any any issues that might arise there or are they totally fine? I'm just curious because I get so many questions about retinol. Yes. Retinol retinol is kind of thinning for the skin. So retinol does thin the top layer of the skin or the stratum cornum. The stratum cornum is basically the outermost layer of the epidermis and is made of dead skin cells. So thinning this layer is good for aesthetic purposes because it means younger, more vibrant cells come to the surface so you know you look more youthful and brighter. If you use retinol regularly, this will lead to a quicker rate of cell turnover. However, retinol is also thought to thicken the lower levels of the dermis, which is a good thing because dermal density contributes to a stronger barrier function. So basically you can think of retinol as thinning that top layer, but thickening the rest. Regardless, her point about not wanting to drive that retinol down deeper into the dermis holds true. The further the ingredient goes, the more likely it is to cause irritation. We always recommend using retinol on freshly cleaned, healthy skin as long as you can tolerate it. Not everyone can tolerate a retinol, so if you always find that it causes irritation, redness, or inflammation flare-ups, that is okay, just don't use it. It may be highly recommended among dermatologists, but dermatologists will also be the first to tell you that it is not for everybody. And a lot of times acne clients use it. If they choose to use microcurrent, we recommend to stop using retinol because it will be absorbed deeper. And sometimes you don't want that you are kind of taking care of the surfacial issues of the skin using retinol and then microcurrent just pushes it deeper. So you don't want that. And that's, yeah. So if you either can consult your dermatologist and see if there's another product or ingredient or what they recommend, but from our perspective, if you can hold back, if you're at anyways, we don't recommend for an active acne client to use microcurrent uh, on top of the area that is infected, affected, just because it is going to increase the blood circulation. And if it is something that has sebum or cystic, then it is just going to cause more of uh, losing of the blood or it will just cause irritation. And so we recommend that if the acne is subsided and it is at a calm state where um, increasing of the blood flow will not cause any issues, 
and they are able to take the topical gel without feeling any irritation, then that's the time they know that they can use microcurrent on top. And they should just stop the retinol at that. I did not know that about acne-prone skin. So I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't even think to ask about that. But that's super interesting. So, you know, in addition to acne-prone skin, are there other skin types that you don't necessarily recommend it for? Like, are people with sensitive skin fine? Yes. So people with sensitive skin, we recommend and we have formulated another conductive gel, which is our Renew. And that conductive gel, typically people with sensitive skin are somehow prone to feel irritation with our seaweed that we have in our gel, which is the Restore Gel. So for that reason, we, we formulated Renew, which has calming ingredients like chamomile, lavender, and it is more of a more of a calming. It does not have any seaweed or kelp and that's why it's very gentle and uh, it helps to calm the skin for anyone that is with sensitive skin. But over the use of microcurrent, uh, what we also notice is that their sensitivity little bit reduces, which is a good thing because sometimes people get sensitive skin due to overuse of chemical peels or enzyme peels or any aggressive treatments that they may have done. And so, this is um, just a yeah. good alternative for them that doesn't, you know, yeah. cause that irritation. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. People well, with rosacea are also someone that we uh, want to make sure that they, they consult doctor just because um, it is something that aggravates their blood circulation and that's the reason their blood capillaries are a little more sensitive or out towards the surface and uh, they may want to be first they want to test or be mindful of microcurrent will increase their blood circulation so that's something we recommend I mean, personal question then. I do tend to get a little bit of rosacea on my cheeks, but I am I am concerned about fine lines on my forehead. Is it something that I could just focus on my forehead and then just leave the cheeks alone? Like, can you kind of spot treat areas? Absolutely, yes. Yes, it is not going to disrupt or, or you know, flow into your cheek area if you're focusing on the forehead, the, your um, eyebrows, your crow feet around the mouth area, all of that, in, including the neck, which is the hardest. And sometimes people ignore that. It is the, it is the other areas that you can absolutely work on. You may occasionally want to have on the lower setting a little run on your cheek area as well and see how it responds. Because with a gentler setting, it may not aggravate and it will just calm down a little more. So may be helpful but yeah you can spot treat your your areas okay. for sure good to know i think that's a great tip so the last section of this interview is i want to hear about your personal routine you know this is obviously skincare included but as i always say everything is skincare so I am also asking for any of your wellness must haves and, you know, the things that you that you do um, for your body that, you know, play into your skincare routine. You know, do you have 
any of those wellness must-haves that you that are a core part of your daily schedule? Yes. Yes, absolutely. First, I'll talk about my own routine. I typically like to cleanse in the morning as well as at night in, with a very gentle cleanser. It is So my skin is very dehydrated. I get a lot of buildup of dead skin. And uh, as I was sharing, it was acne prone earlier. So I do have a little bit of scarring, but it once it gets dehydrated, it becomes dull as well. So I like to cleanse and then I have, I use my anti-aging peptide serum, which has copper peptides and three different uh, peptides combined with copper. And it is really an anti-aging because it's hydrating and it just soaks up very quickly. So I use that on a daily basis. And then I use our MyLive QT, which is a single, single hand use, uh, home use QT device. And I use that two to three times a week. But on weekends, I like to give myself a little more time. So 30 to 40 minutes I spend with my Lift Mini. And that's where I'm doing that professional pinch and hold kind of treatment on specific areas. And we, we also have the EGF sheet mask. So some of the must-haves that I feel, considering if somebody were to follow some this kind of routine, is you should have a gentle cleanser. I like to have an exfoliation once a week because of the dead skin built up. It really polishes. So it's it's a it's still a, like a gentle scrub. It is not micro needling or or any kind of yeah, nothing to abrasive. If you're using abrasive then you can do it once a month maybe. But on a weekly basis some something gentle at home. And then that you can have once or twice a week if you and then you can use microcurrent pretty much two to three times a week. And then any kind of hydrating water-based product. So that will that you can use after, you know, after you're done with your microcurrent as well. You just want to hydrate with that. And I typically use either sheet masks or sometimes so I play around with the serum and the sheet mask. And, and then I just ha must have SPF. Anytime you're leaving the house or you're out into the sun, depending on which area you live in, but uh, you know, you, the SPF, especially here is very important. And then, you know, do you have any, um, wellness habits in terms of eating or moving your body or you know, acupuncture, anything like that, that you fold into, you know, your lifestyle? Oh my God. Thank you so much for asking. Yes. I, I usually do movement every single day because my work is so much behind the computer. And so I run, I swim, I dance, I, so I'm always doing one, one and a half hours of active activity that will help me to move. Sometimes I go bicycling with my daughter and I also try to add in 10 to 15 minutes of silence time, either sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon when I want to take a break and rest or just be mindful of and reflect whatever is happening. 
Then I do once a week of acupuncture. And this I recently started. And this is very interesting because I was having these hormonal imbalances. And many times, and many of our friends that I've talked to wouldn't know that, you know, whether the emotional imbalance comes from hormonal imbalance or it's the other way around. And in my knowledge, if your hormones are imbalanced based on your monthly cycles, then it just brings elaborate emotions as well. And if people are just mindful of that, if they are aware that, okay, my time is coming, I know I'm going to be overdramatic, I actually tell my family members, like, just if I'm overdramatic, if I am loud, if I'm all of that, just know that it's not anything personal. I'm just going through these. <laughs> I love that. Acupuncture has really, really helped me to to bring that balance. And sure. it is the time of one hour of extreme deep relaxation that I also get. And it helps me to bring that balance back. Ah, uh, well... It sounds like you have such a lovely wellness and beauty routine, and I just want to thank you again for helping me understand microcurrent so much better. You were so patient with all of my questions, and I I am walking away so much more informed, and I, I just wanted to say thank you again. I, I am sure people were so fascinated with this conversation just because it is such an interesting technology and you had so many insights to share. So thank you. Alexandra, thank you so much for inviting me and having me part of this. I loved talking to you and I hope I was able to answer most of your questions. You certainly but did. <laughs> well, thank you again. meeting you. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming by and listening to today's episode. If you liked this episode and you like this podcast in general, don't forget to rate and review us and I will see you next week.